1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 202. My mic is crazy loud. I don't know what's going on, but what I do know is going on is that I am your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. I am your host for the evening. With me as always, it's the go host with the mo-host. It's Eric, the light bringer, the light bear, the light bear bringer, the beast master himself. And we're going to start the show off like we always do with our weeks. So Eric, my good friend. How was your week this week?
0: Oh, this week was glorious. We took a trip. We went down to the crazy southern state of Ohio, you know, way, way down there in the deep, deep south of the United States of America. Visited some family. <laughs> it's had not, that's not right. Ge- it's not what? right. Oh, it's not right. That's not the deep south. Don't okay. don't trick our,
1: our our listeners geographically. It's not gotcha. appropriate. Well, a it's lot
0: of them don't even know where Ohio's at. It's okay. It's true. So it doesn't matter. That's not true. You guys out there, you guys and gals, y'all know what where Ohio is, right?
1: No, they don't. <laughs> no, they, they don't.
0: don't. Oh, man. Anyways, it doesn't matter if you know where Ohio is. That's where I was. We had a hang out with the family, got to see the sister, brother-in-law. We did our own 4th of July there since, of course, quartering negates all of my 4th of July plans any other way. Set out fireworks. It was awesome because, first off, we ate great food, got to hang out with family and friends the whole time. But the most important part of this whole thing, all right, was the fact that we did the fireworks show. He, you know, he didn't want to go crazy. We were like, yeah, let's not spend a bunch of money. And so he he ended up spending more than he was supposed to. He spent like 200 bucks. I spent 100 We blew up the fireworks, had a great time. They were gorgeous and wonderful. You know, he picked some good ones for someone who's never done it before. I'll tell you that. And, of course, I've done it a billion times before in the past. So I knew what I was looking for and, of course, had some real bangers there. The first thing out of his mouth when the show was over was the first thing out of everyone's mouth when they do this. I gotta get more next year. And I went, Yep. Yep. That's the way it always goes. That's,
1: there that's go. what these
0: fireworks do to you. You know, they change you. It, it was fun. It was a good time. I had a great time with it. He invited over a really good friend of his. And so I kind of just like let him like, you know, most of the fireworks with, uh, with the brother-in-law, and they had a good time with it. Because, you know, I, like I said, I used to do this all the time every year, so I was cool standing back and chilling and just hanging out. Beyond that, gaming-wise, we uh, we played some Destiny 2 down there. You know, it, it just made sense. I'm with the brother-in-law. He's the one who plays Destiny 2 and tries to get me to play all the time. So I was out there playing with him. He's running me through the dungeons and, uh, you know, strikes and having a good time with it. But before any of that happened, I said, hey, listen. I got a few hours I need before we go do all this. I got to take care of something. And I did it, boys and girls. I went into the newest Borderlands 3 DLC, and I just plugged away. Plugged away at those crew challenges, finding every nook and cranny, finding everything. Boop, boop, bling, bling, bling. Got every trophy in the DLC. I now am a proud owner of that beautiful gold trophy that says, I've done everything you can do in this DLC. Of course, in doing so, I got a ton more legendaries. Some of them stupid, some of them fantastic. Either way, a whole bunch of them, all sorts of stuff to play with, and everything's complete. I can now say that I have done all the things you can do in that DLC. Therefore, I feel fine. I feel great. I'm happy. So, yay. Pat on my back. Thank you. Oh, well, wait, do you,
1: you have Mayhem 10 rolls of all those legendaries from I, the DLC? Mr. No, I do, do not. Oh, as well as I don't them. have... Brr, brr, yeah, brr, you're brr. right. <laughs> actually, uh, you need to... Now, let me put
0: on my things. glasses. That means you actually don't even have all the legendaries <laughs> all right. because you can only attain some of those legendaries if you're playing on Mayhem 6 or above. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll get there. I was smoking fools. As I always do, I play at the lower Mayhem levels just because it's fun. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to stress about nothing. But I might go ahead and pop it on up and get some of them. Who knows? You know, I have a good time in that DLC, so I don't mind playing again and playing some more to farm a few, uh, weapons that I did not get. But with that being said, it feels good to have it in the back burner there. Done. Out of the way. I go back and have fun when I want to, but I did what's necessary. And that feels great. And then I did another thing. I beat Persona. Platinum that. So there you go, which we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So that's now done in the books. Finny out of the way, back backburner. Man, it feels great. I feel, you know, when you start getting them games, you just go, bloop, you're done. Bloop, you're done. Bloop, you're done. Man, that's progress right there. That makes you feel dang good. So that's what I've been up to. I did all that. Probably played some other stuff, but eh, nothing that major. You know, doing a little you know, World of Warcraft with the father-in-law. In fact, we're going to do a little more tonight, perhaps, once we get done with the show, depending on time, etc. Nice. And that's, uh, that's all we've done. We're going camping tomorrow, so it's a, definitely a good time. Having fun. What about you, Matt?
1: Well, I've been having fun, too. I first had fun in Horizon Zero Dawn. I went back into that to do some side quests, and like I've talked about, kind of more familiarized myself with the controls and get like more fluid at what it, i need to do in that game had a bunch of fun with that haven't streamed anymore yet you know i just it popped in for a few hours one day and I, and I started hitting that flow state a little bit like you know i was actually pulling off some stealth moves doing some climbing moves looking like i actually knew what i was doing instead of just like Jumping like a fool against a rock going, I should be able to climb that, right? No, no. <laughs> or, oh, I'm going to sneak up on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So I'm getting, getting into the groove on that. And then speaking to getting into the groove on things, man, oh man, playing Yakuza 5 Remastered on Friday night with a whole big old bottle of champagne and just having a great time. That game is so amazing and fun and awesome and good. I got to the, I got to Haruka's part. And it's a whole, like, rhythm game. Everything is rhythm game-based. You're doing all the button presses. You're doing a little dance. You're having, like, dance battles on the street against other dancers. It's That part of the game is just so amazing. And it's, I mean, it doesn't sound amazing. You're expecting, like, beating people up in a Yakuza game. But it's such a nice, fun, fresh change of pace to be able to walk through the streets of Sotenbori without having to worry about you know, random goons coming up, and, oh, I just want to go over there and play, you know, the UFO catcher game or something and not have to worry about every five steps. Oh, here's a goon. Oh, you either got to run away or fight him for for, you know, two or three minutes. So it's just, it's nice to be able to explore the city, do the side quests that are there, explore every single restaurant, all the entertainment options, and just have fun. And then at the same time, I love rhythm games. So every story mission thing there is to do, every side mission thing to do, it's a fun rhythm mini game, And it's just great. It's just cool and fun and awesome. I streamed a whole bunch of it, and then I've been playing some off-stream because, you know, you start her career as an idol, and as you're leveling yourself up, there's, there's more and more and more side events to do. Like, you're doing stuff for TV shows, and, you know, you're doing interviews and dance battles and dance competitions that aren't based on the story, but just level you up more. So I've just been killing time in that. You know, three, four hours here, there, dancing my way to my heart's content. Just... Ah, it's great. I love it. It's awesome. Another thing that's awesome is the summer update in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Finally got to dip my toes in the water, literally and figuratively with that. It feels good to have a whole nother... I mean, it like basically doubles the size of your island because you you have the area all around the island to swim and explore and dive down and catch new creatures and donate them to the museum. There's a new dude who every time you catch a scallop, he'll come up and be like, oh, hey, let me trade you this DIY recipe for your scallop. Or let me trade you some pearls, which you use for the DIY recipes that I just got you. So it's just a new, fresh thing to do in the game, which it didn't really need because the base game itself is so fun. But anytime they add something to Animal Crossing, it's just like, wow, this is even better now i want to spend even more of my time in it just talking about it right now i want to just be like ah screw the podcast dude boop i want to go swim and just pull up seaweed from the bottom of the ocean it's great
0: what's a what's a diy recipe (laughs) 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 again
1: it's something that you know it sounds like goofy and weird and kind of dumb but it's just so fun and chill and relaxing and it's just fun to do And then totally off the video game front, but in the just Matt doing fun stuff front, all day on Saturday, I got into the basketball anime, Kuroko no basque, and I watched like thirty episodes of that, and it was fantastic. Like I love sports anime. Like that's one thing that just it hits my sweet spot. Because I like sports, but I like Somewhat fantastical sports. I like movie sports. I like TV show sports where everything is perfect and cool. Characters have crazy whack abilities that don't work in real life, but they totally do inside this world and they get like flamed up and power battle each other. So good. That anime is amazing. The storylines are great. The, 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 the basketball battles are amazing. The animation is fantastic. Like I posted a GIF of Aomine doing his weird street ball stuff. That GIF is like 50% of the speed that it is in the show. It hit me in the show, and I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, there's so many moments in that show where I'm just like pumping my fist and going, oh, yeah. And then, like, when he's doing his crazy street ball animation, I'm like, whoa, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Oh, my God. Woo. Ah. And my, my hair stands on end and it glows blonde. I go Super Saiyan. It's just, oh, it was the best day I've had in a long time just grooving out some not cheesy, but really, really well done sports anime. Fantastic. Oh, my God.
0: I gotta mention, I gotta interject for just a second, Matt. I'll tell you what, you were, you got on an anime and you got on a sports anime and it kind of just brought, boom, a new series hit on Crunchyroll, The God of High School. And... Man, it's about a bunch of high school kids in the martial arts clubs and doing all that kind of stuff. And, of course, some big baddie comes in and goes, hey, I'm going to put together this huge tournament in this section, this region, to get the best of the best, to go up against the best of the best, get all prizes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, of course, these high school students in the martial arts clubs all come in and they start same thing, but with martial arts, not basketball. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic so far. Oh, man. if you, whew, I watched the first episode and I was just like, must watch. More, Oh, my God, but it's brand new. So, like, the second one's just coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't do this at all. I just want to – like, you, I want to watch. I just want to binge, like, 30, 40 episodes right now. Ah, So, it's so good. Sorry.
1: <laughs> and, and I love stuff like that because I'm not a TV guy. I'm not a binge watcher dude. So, it was just like – you know, I've seen, like, the first 10 or so episodes of it. And I was like, this is good. I need to keep watching it. But something about it that Saturday, I think I just hit – you know, it was like one of the big battles, but you know, basketball battles mm-hmm. that they had. It had just started, and I jumped right into the middle of it. And I went, Oh my god. And then another one hit, and then another one, and they went up to the next team and the next team of the tournament. It was just everything just kept stacking and stacking and stacking. And opposite of what yours is, the the series is over. So I have three whole series just clogged up right there, seventy-six oh, episodes I can beautiful. just bust right through. Oh, it was so awesome and fun. I want to go watch that right now. Screw Animal Crossing, <laughs> screw the podcast, man. I just want to go pumping my fist and go,
0: yeah, anime basketball is the best move. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Trust me.
1: Uh, so that was pretty much my week. I'm ending it on that great note. There's no, no bad things this week, no bad nothing. But what there is this week. Is another one of my favorite things because this is a this is another vacation era podcast where we got to record this a little bit early on a Tuesday night because Eric's going to be gone doing the vacation thing. And what better way to fill time and just throw together a fun little episode for me and you than to do the return of the Persona cast? Oh yeah, Persona Woo! Five Royal. He's finally beating it. Dang. We can finally talk. All the way about it. As much as we possibly want. Strap yourselves in, boys and girls. It's a three, four-hour Persona 5 podcast.
0: Yeah. I I seriously doubt that because I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> like you, I'm like, where do we leave off? And my memory basically goes back to like uh, the God of Control, and then of course all I'm Oh my stuff. God, Eric! Come on, like, no! What? what even happened before that? Who can tell? Who knows? No, <laughs> no. I t-
1: well, I'll tell you where we left off. We left off with the Tomb Palace, getting Futaba, doing all that stuff, fighting her. You know, the vision of her mom, all that stuff.
0: Oh my God, we got to go through Sai Nijima. No. Even before that, we got to go through the Big Bang Burger Dude. Oh, this is impossible. This is too much. (laughs) I mostly
1: agree. It is a little bit too much. So we'll condense it. We'll condense those earlier dungeons down a little bit. I think we talked about how, you know, the Big Bang Burger CEO is kind of one of our least favorite ones because it Mm -hmm. kind of rushes you through. It kind of is the basics of Persona 5. It's like, hey, here's another character. Here's another story. Hey, go, go, go. But one thing I will say is, that dungeon has the absolute best music out of the whole series. And I totally forgot about that. But when I started off, it was like, hey, assault the you know, assault his palace, here we go. And then that awesome music kicked in. I was just like, oh sh. I don't remember this at all, and it's, it just, I got chills. I just thought, just thinking about it right now, I got chills again. I got goosebumps. I was like, oh yeah, here we go. We're doing this.
0: And he has probably the best backdrop as well, because he has Mm. the entire uh, space station, the planets, the stars all out there. It looks wonderful when you're playing in there. Every time you go and you see like the sky for a little bit, you know, it's just magnificent, really good. I enjoyed the dungeon itself. But like oh, yeah. you said, I I was just kind of mad because it was a throw-in dungeon. Like, all right, let's you know, we got to get you another dungeon, and it's, it didn't. It pertained to the story, but not in such a way that I think was critical. So it was right. it was definitely like, oh, all right, you know, he's a bad man. He he supplies funds and whatnot to Cheeto, and when Cheeto is bad, so let's go ahead and change his mind and get him on the right track. But ultimately. It didn't make a lot of, you know, oh, oh God, Bing Bang Burger, and he's selling cheap food. Well, guess what? In real life, that happens in every fast food joint all around the world constantly. That's so right. is it really that big a deal? No, because I go eat a McDonald Burger full of red worms, and I don't care.
1: I agree. The setup itself is one of my least favorites, but I think they tied it in well after the fact Mm -hmm. when it talks about him actually being part of Shido's scheme. And, you know, once we get to there, once we get to Shido's dungeon, how he's one of the the people who is making requests to have his competition eliminated and all that stuff's going on. So after the fact, I feel like it made a lot more of an impact than it did at the time. But like you said, beautiful dungeon, beautiful music. I love the corporate theme of it. Both when you're going around to like the corporate bosses and they're like, oh man, I hate the chief middle manager. And you go to the chief middle manager he's like, yeah, that chief senior manager, he's the worst. And then at the same time, when you get to the factory part and it's like, hey, take a lunch break. Here's a 15 second lunch break. Oh, is it, is it, is it, uh, break time? Okay, you get a two second break. Mm-hmm. And mandatory overtime is enforced all the time. Beautiful. I love that stuff.
0: I, I did enjoy all that. I liked all the corporate bullcrap and bureaucracy and politics that were incorporated into the dungeon. I also really loved two things. One, it was kind of jarring, but I appreciate it. They gave you a huge skip in this yeah. one. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where you gotta go jump across all sorts of little platforms all over Holy Gajoma. And in the previous one, it was kind of annoying because you could get mixed up, get backwards, and the enemies respawn, and now you're fighting all the time. And this one, literally, at the beginning of it, they go, hey, grapple hook, whoop, and it's gone. You're just at the end, and you can just, you skip it. Yeah. You just skip the whole thing. And I went, huh? Well, this is fantastic, but I can't do that. That's not, that's not right. Uh-huh. So I, I hopped all, like an idiot, I hop all the way back, kill every enemy on the way back, they all respond, then I hop all the way back, kill every enemy on the way back, get <laughs> Eric, you just doubled your misery. Why'd you what are you doing? They provide you with an out. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: I did the exact <laughs> same thing. And all those enemies were hard as balls. A lot of those enemies didn't have weaknesses that I could get to or anything. I just went, Oh, there's no way that this is right. There's got to be a will seed or something in all the hopping. Mm-hmm, that's there's, what I thought too. There's we'll got to be. Of course, nothing. There was one treasure that I got and it immediately sold off. that was completely worthless. Just a, just a total waste of my time doing that. Yeah. At the same time, I filled out that map, man. You got to, you got to get hundred percent map completion, even though there's no stat for it and nobody cares. You gotta do it. Cause what if, what if, there, what it. if there's a grapple point that goes way over there, man? You gotta do hey, it. You never
0: knew. And see, I knew I didn't cheat. So I didn't know. And I was yep. like, man, they're just trying to lure me into a false sense of security mm-hmm. to keep moving and miss that wheel seat. And then I'm going to have to backtrack all the way back to this area yep. when I figure out I'm missing one. You ain't fooling me. They fooled me though, because there wasn't nothing there. Yeah, exactly. So, a hearty tip for anybody playing Persona 5 Royale, when you get to that point, you take that grapple hook, and you can scoot right on out of dodge, because you ain't gonna miss nothing.
1: This is the point where I started running through enemies, because I had Ryuji's insta-kill ability, and I think it was because of that. Because I went, I, in the Tomb Palace, I basically didn't get any personas. So in this one, I wanted to do a lot of fights, try and catch a lot of personas, negotiate with them, you know, get them on my side, all that stuff. After I went through that, back and forth, fighting all those enemies, wasting all that time, you know, quote fingers, because I'm still having fun playing the game. Mm-hmm. Once I got to the factory part, I was like, all right, what enemies can I insta-kill? I'm just going to start doing it. And that carried with me, specifically through all the end game and everything. So I just wanted to mention that but what about uh something we talked about in all the palaces before this what about the will seeds i feel like in this one they were mostly obvious i think there was maybe one you had to kind of go all the way around the intended route to get but otherwise i thought they were pretty straightforward yeah
0: you had to go back you had to go all the way forward to come back yeah that one time but once you saw, it was obvious when you saw it though, it wasn't like it was hidden or anything. It was like, oh, hey, you want to take this little shoot here and then going, duh, hey, random shoot up in a corner. Yeah. Yes, of course you're going to take it. And then of course it took you back around to that back area where you saw the wheel seed but couldn't get to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think all of them were pretty easy, but I wasn't disappointed. I was just yeah. like, all right, well, you know, they were well placed and in spots that If you, I guess if you were really just pushing through this game and not paying attention, you could miss them. But if you're an average to hardcore player, you weren't going to miss these at all while you were going through.
1: Yeah, I think that was the one that I was forgetting about where you did see, you saw it immediately, but you had to go kind of around and then hit the switch and then backtrack to it. Mm -hmm. I think this is where they start throwing, they started throwing in at least a little bit of a wrinkle for some of the will seeds here and there, which, as opposed to the other ones where it was just, the door's there just go in it i appreciated that the effort kind of started i feel like especially towards the later dungeons it started ramping up it was it was you know you can go left or right and left is pretty clear the way to go but if you go right you have to go through this room and then a puzzle and then a thing to get one they started that here with that one
0: i agree with that i think i think you're accurate in saying that because from that dungeon on there yeah there was always one where you got to do some kind of fancy footwork to get to it. It wasn't just walk up. It was always climb through a hidden door or go click a switch that opens said door or opportunity to get it. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it was still easy enough, but it had just enough care to it where you had to actually want them. Otherwise, you could just move on. So I think it. this one kind of fell into that category where I'm like, I'm happy with... How they are and not disappointed with it.
1: Speaking of things you're happy with and that you love so much, how about the boss fight in this palace? I knew, I I knew, I knew that would be the face at the head shake I would get. Tell me about this boss fight, Eric.
0: I don't, this boss fight was stupid to me. I was like, Uh something was off. I don't know what's going on, but first off, did, did, I, I don't know if we discussed this last time. Did, uh, the robot of Haru appear in the last one? No, I don't think so. Okay. It did. I didn't think so it either. didn't. Cause she came in this one and, you know, was doing her thing. But for me, I was just whopping through it. He, he sent down all of his baddies, you know, to come in. You had to kill all of his different. And the combination hmm. of them was pissing me off because <laughs> he would come up and then you'd kill the one or two, but then one would just always randomly block or evade or something and then all of a sudden they would run away and you'd have to restart the whole dang thing again yeah because of the mechanics of it all if he would send down several of his henchies and you had to dispose of all of them within you know a turn or two otherwise the others would run away and then you'd have to redo that whole spot again and the unfortunate reality of it was is like he they kept having like one or two of them would just block or evade and and then you'd hit the other one for a huge amount of damage and kill him which isn't your intent, but if you crit, you crit. You know, some you can't mm-hmm. stop it. And then all of a sudden, a turn later, they're running away, you're redoing it. I actually died on this boss once because it was just bad. It kept happening to me, like over and over and over again. Block, evade, run away, redo the whole thing. All of a sudden, I'm out of SP, I'm out of HP. I'm scrambling around trying to figure things out. It was, I think, a little too uh RNG, is that what they call it, you know, or... Mm-hmm. Just, it was, it was, it was a little too ridiculous.
1: Well, a, c- a couple things on that, on that boss fight for me as well. I, I did die on that boss fight. I didn't die, but I ran out of time on it because mm-hmm. it is a timed boss fight. And that the wave where they're weak to Psy attacks, that one I had to go through like seven times before I cleared it. It was absolutely brutal. And I don't know why. I don't know if Joker in my original game had Ma or some other like all, hit all psychic ability. Because I brought Haru in because he didn't in this one and she was weak as crap. You know, uh-huh. I was leveling her up just, you know, going through, but her skills were abysmal. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I I try and hit one with Joker, baton pass to somebody who would throw out an item, baton pass throw out an item, and she'd be as good as she possibly could be, and it was never enough. It wasn't enough seven times, and then I ran out of time afterwards. But then the only other thing that it didn't really make it difficult for me, but every time he'd send out a new wave, the boss himself would throw, you know, defense up on one of them. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of, it was kind of built in and boiled in. Didn't affect me too much because Shiki has Dekaja built in. So I'd always just immediately take it off. But up until that side wave, everything was easy. That side wave was a brick wall. Even the time that I did pass it, I st- I made it in you know with like 2 minutes left because that side wave is just ridiculous. It's super hard to do. I don't even understand it.
0: Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was frustrating. But I felt what got really weird is that whole section right there was super challenging with all the henchies. Mm-hmm. And then after you defeat the henchies, he brings out Haru. Yeah. And then it just turned like it just turned weird. Like all it Haru attack and then Haru would attack and then she did like the one big strike and and I thought it was going to be a whole thing. I thought we were like mm-hmm. in phase two, and then it was just like Haru, like the, I think it was the third round. Haru, yeah. go like kill them all, and then, boop, she just you know de- detonates and nothing happens, mm-hmm. and then you smoke them, and that's it. And like I appreciate them adding a little something to it, but I I don't know. It, it was kind of like anticlimactic to the whole stupid fight I had to just get through Mm -hmm. to get to this new phase with this new area, this new thing, and I was like, "All right, oh man, what's she gonna do? This is gonna be cool, crazy, what? Nothing. She does nothing. It's just a stupid little phase that you finish off. What the hell? hell's going on?
1: (laughs) I will say thank God for that. Otherwise, you and I would have not beaten the game yet. We would still be struggling and banging our heads against it. But I do 100% agree, but at the same time, I am thankful for it like I said, because I got through that side wave on like the fifth try. My second time through it, fought the big the big giant dumb guy. I got through him quick and it was down to like five minutes and Haru came out and I went, oh my God, I'm going to fail this again on stream and everything. Everyone's going to laugh at me. So when she blew herself up, I went, okay, good. But I do 100% agree. It's very anticlimactic. I think it worked better in the original game when she wasn't there because then it was, I'm sending out my goons, sending out my goons, sending out my goons. I'm out of goons. And then the one you have to fight is just him, and you just run up and go plank, and he's dead. Uh-huh. I think the anticlimacticism works a lot better when it's just him. He doesn't bring out another one to make you think it's going to be a whole new phase and Cool Boss Fight. As much as I appreciate it not being that way so I can actually beat it, I get what you're saying.
0: And, of course, they do say this is how he perceives her, so naturally she's right, going to be man. weak and just only useful and basically blowing herself up and then blowing you up at the same time. I get where they were going with it. But at the same time, they were trying to show us, the player, that Harrow's actually strong-willed and did have personality and did have strength, inner strength, etc. So when she came out, I was like, okay, well, we're about to actually get a fight. And of course it wasn't. It was just his perception of her, which is useless, basically. So I understand what they were doing. But it just didn't, like you said, didn't add up at the end for me. I, I did prefer the old one. Where as soon as he was out of all of his, his pawns, all of his slaves, he was basically a pushover. Because, you know, that's how real life is. Once the man at the top runs out of people to command and tell what to do, they're usually just nothing anyway. Yep. That one was alright. It worked out. I liked the dungeon. I liked the boss overall. Even though I didn't appreciate the time limit and the just RNG of the whole thing. So, I don't know. It's, it's in a funky place for him because Like I said, I love the dungeon, I love the aesthetic, I love the music, but I just, I felt like it was a meh, a definitely middle of the road, kind of just getting through, getting to the really saucy parts, getting to the end there, kind of dungeon. And I'm trying to remember if I felt that way when we originally played, right? or if it's just because I know where we're going and what's coming up and what's happening, that this one is now a meh. It's okay and fun, but not my favorite. Or if it always was. But I can't remember that far back, unfortunately.
1: I feel like for me, the, going through it the first time and not knowing what was to come, I feel like it was like, all right, we're going to keep doing this cool stuff. We're moving up in the world. You know, that's that's the whole theme. That's when, you know, the public is super getting behind all of, you know, the Phantom Thieves. That That's when your approval rating is going up to like the 90%. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. We're going to get to 100% and take down the real big bad dude. It is one of those... It, not a filler dungeon, but it's a get-to-where-you're-going to kind of dungeons. And especially just like you said, it starts off so good. Music, atmosphere, whole everything about it, and it just hits that wall. Just hits that brick wall and drops because of that boss fight. And I don't know. I still like the dungeon. If I could play the dungeon through again, I would play the dungeon, and I'd just be like, here, friend, why don't you just beat the boss for me?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And then, of course, after it's over, it was super awkward. Because after it's over, you're supposed to, you go do this big celebration, you know, saying you did it, you did it, and, and it it bugs me because Haru actually rents out this whole Wonderland, the whole theme park area in the game for you. And Mm. you're gonna go, and I'm hoping for like a cutscene and all sorts of really cool stuff and, and a fun time. And you get all those, you get a little bit of all that, but it's abruptly ended, and then, oh, oh, spoiler, I mean, obviously this is what we're doing. Right. He dies. Boom! He kicks the bucket because a surprise, y'all—you didn't know—but after you left that dungeon, a mystery individual comes in and goes pew 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 and shoots him.
1: Which you do see, though, so you, you, the player, know. Yes, we know. But they, the Phantom Thieves, do not.
0: Exactly. The player knows who did it. Phantom Thieves have no clue. He dies, and then Haru's like, "I gotta go," but it's like really weird afterwards because Haru doesn't really go into like mourning or nothing. It's just like, oh, my dad died. Okay, I mean, we're like, we're all sorry. Oh, I'm just sorry. I'm a hindrance to you guys. It's okay. I'm like, I don't understand. What is happening right now? Shouldn't she be like in tears, crying? Everything's over. We screwed up. Shouldn't she blame us or like, what's going on?
1: It seems like in that group chat, she should just be snip out of there. You know, just her little icon would be gone for a while. But like you said, she's just like, yeah, I need to take care of some things. I know we did everything we could, but oh well, especially much later when we talk about the very, very end of the game. It's really weird. Maybe just because... She was so jaded because of what he had become, you know, and selling her off, basically. I guess I wouldn't like my dad either if he was like, hey, daughter, just go marry some total asshole because mm. it'll make me a lot of money.
0: That's what you're made for. I mean, he, tell, he actually in-game told her that several times.
1: He does say that, That's yeah.
0: you, That's why you're here, is to do this so that way I can be rich and the family name moves forward. So, I mean, I understand that she doesn't, like, love him, love him, but... It, even even if that's the case, it just felt really weird in the game because she was totally chill about it. And everyone just kind of was like, hey, we're totally sorry it wasn't us, though. You know what I'm saying? You understand that, right? Yeah, I do. Right. Cool. All right. Let's do the next thing. Rock and roll. And I was like,
1: uh-huh.
0: well, I mean, guys, we should really probably sit down and have a real conversation about what just happened. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm an old man, I'm an adult, and of course you know, old people will generally go, hey, a really tragic thing happened. We should probably figure out why this happened, how it happened, how we can prevent mm-hmm. it from happening again. But these kids were just like, nah, bro, it doesn't matter, man. Crazy. Wasn't us, though. Let's go. It's like, all right.
1: <laughs> the one, thing, one thing I'll say in their defense is, they I mean, they have no idea. They had no leads for the black masked person. They, had, they thought it was going to be Okamura behind all of it. But instead, he's not. So now, what can they do?
0: Now they're at like square one. Yeah,
1: they're they're basically screwed. So I mean, I, I can get it to some extent, but yeah, especially in like a Japanese culture, you think everyone would be a lot more serious, like and formal, and and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but I just like how this spirals into the stuff is getting real. Yeah, like it's starting to get really real. People are actually dying. Someone's dead and now we're framed for it so we got to figure out a way past that. This is where it's it, you know the game's great and you're going up on this rocket ship and then the motor stalls out and you got to figure out how to live inside space as you're tumbling back towards the earth about to burn up. It's it's all fun and games and now it's okay, this is a real story with real consequences.
0: And that's where Cyanega comes in because after this all goes down, it does get serious at least for the adults. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the investigation's been just, you know, harpooned into priority one. Of course, the bad guys want them framed for it and everything else behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So she's set, she's set on loose with all the assets she needs to get them, you know, caught and done. And that's where, of course, you get into the business with Cyanijima and you're like, oh, we got to change her heart and we got to make this all go mm-hmm. down. And of course, man, and this is, like you said, this is, this is where it all gets crazy because there's a whole second plot going on. There's a whole second thing that starts to mm-hmm. transpire here that you don't, when you play your first time, if you really cue in, you'll get hints and stuff here and there, but you don't know mm-hmm. actually what's going down. So you're like, oh, alright, signing you, we gotta change your heart. I see. Oh, you know what that, what was said right there with, uh, you know, catch you is really weird, but whatever. Ha 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 ha. And you keep going and going. Mm. This, it just all starts to turn into pure gold.
1: This is the part where you get a catchy on the team. He's working with you to get into Sai Nijima's dungeon, change your heart and stuff. But I, I love the way they do this because there's a lot of stuff your character is involved with that you don't get to know. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the reverse of Okamura getting killed by the black masked person. It's you, the, you, the player know but the characters don't here. The characters have this master plan of what to do inside this dungeon and you, the player are left out. It takes all the knowledge and control completely out of your hands. You see them having the conversation and you get the little time whiz effect and you're like, what's going on? What, why are they talking to Fataba? What's she, what is she having to do? What oh, I get? Okay. I guess whatever.
0: And that's where it's wonderful because you get, you not only do you get that. So you're like, what are they talking about? What's going on? But you also get moments while you're in Sainijima, cause, you know, this is like normal business day to day here. You go to, go, go to Sainijima's palace, take care of Sinejima, she's gonna have a change of heart, she'll stop hunting you down, she'll realize fan themes aren't bad. But there's little things inside of that palace that happen. And you're like, why would she say that? That's weird. Why, why would, he, why, why is he doing that? That's weird. And then, of course, at the end for the boss fight, you know, we'll talk about the boss fight and everything like it's rare palace. pass, but after the boss fight, Ryuji does something, you're like, well, what's he doing? That's weird. Uh-huh. You know, all these little tiny clues, these little weird things that just, even even not knowing any of it, I remember going, mm-hmm. this little weird stuff. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, several times, not knowing, but, of course, understanding something was kind of weird about that. But now that I knew, and, of course, you mm-hmm. know, because I've played it before, duh, I was like, wow, this is awesome. There's, like multiple times where that happens. Not only that, but of course, like you said, the time whizzes where you're seeing conversations and bits and pieces falling in together that you never Mm -hmm. get to hear or privy to. It was beautiful.
1: The fact that they laid the seeds for this as early as like...
0: It was the pancakes.
1: Yeah, with the pancakes, with Ryuji and Anne and you and Morgana, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Before anything happens, before you even really know what's going on, they're they're laying the seeds for this, and that's 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 this is kind of storytelling that I love. It drives me crazy. In a series of books. This happens a lot too. They will plant seeds in book one and pay it off in book like fourteen. And I'm like, I remember that. How did you, how did you do this? How did they do this and do it so well? We'll get to what's happening in just a second. Hey, it's dungeon time. You get into Sayanegham's palace. It's a casino themed palace. I love the. It's basically it's the same as. The Spaceship Palace. I love the theme. I love the music. It's fun. I love her boss design. It's super hot and awesome. She's so cool looking. The one beef I have with this palace, you and I talked about it off air. In the original game, I remember her and her character model being in there every floor, taunting you, talking to you.
0: All the time.
1: Like having big conversations back and forth. And in this version, she is over the loudspeaker and goes, Hey guys, it's me. Oh, you'll never pass this next floor. And then you pass the next floor. And she goes, "Welcome to the next floor. You'll never pass this one." And then you see her at the boss fight, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. She did have a larger presence in the original version, and I was hoping to see her because, like you said, her 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 model in this is smoking hot, mm-hmm. awesome. She looks super cool, super sexy, super sweet. I mean, you know, yeah. every time you see her in the real world, she's all in business attire. Always business, you know. So you, she's you all you buttoned get that, up, straight laced, yeah, buttoned just, up, mm. cold persona, and this. Yeah. So you see, she's just a smart talking, just a whole all living the life, looking real sexy and stuff, and such a different view of her. And I just thought that mm-hmm. was fantastic. Not to mention, of course, her actual boss when she gets all mm-hmm. jacked up and you know, just rock and roll that. Oh my gosh, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I had to drop the ash from Evil Deadline. Lady, you got real ugly. Oh yeah, I was proud of myself for that one. I had to relive it right here live on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you. The music's fine. Fun times, the casino themes a lot of fun. This dungeon though is a little weird because you got to achieve certain goals in this one. So it's not you're not just finding your way through it. This one's like, "Hey, you've got to get a certain amount of money to get to the next area." So it's catchy and you guys all cheat and do all your stuff to get it. Then when you get to the next mm-hmm. area, it's like, "Oh, you got to play these games." To move forward and get the stuff, so you got to go play like a little maze, dark room maze, which I thought was really fun mm-hmm. and cool. So it's not like your typical just giant weird labyrinth type environment where you're moving through the right. different sectors. It's you're playing games and doing certain activities. Oh, and you had to do the arena, you know, the battle mm-hmm. arena where battle you send arena, in yep. uh, Joker and they cheat, but of course, since you're so badass and powerful, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. It was definitely it's a change of pace. Kind of breaks it up from your your just typical palace over and over again, but at the same time, it kind of makes it feel a little weird because it's not a palace in in and of itself. It's like different just games and areas to accomplish and finish, and then you move to the gate and then move to the next area. So I, I really like it, but at the same time, I feel off about it because it doesn't feel like the other palaces all did up to this point. So it was kind of disjointing, but. I I overall I like it.
1: Overall I enjoy it too, but I feel like I liked it a lot more in the first game because it was such a change of pace and everything was so much harder in the first game for me where like you could go and do the battle arena or or the maze room and then come back and at that point, you know, I wasn't doing palaces in a single day. All right, I'm kind of beat up. Let me save, come back and I'll find out what's over in the east wing next time. And it was a lot more like exploration and fun stuff. I mean, obviously I know what everything's going to be, but I don't know. It just felt kind of, it felt kind of like, all right, well, I got to go through this thing now and that thing now. And I feel like for me, one of the things was having a catchy there, explaining everything to you all the time. You know me, that's something I hate in person, in real life. And so sure, I've been through it before, so I know what's going to happen. But like when you go into the dice floor, and you go up you know, oh hey play the dice game 3 times oh you lost 3 times get out like after the first one you know they're all rigged but you have to go through like six rooms and have a catch you go hmm what do you let's let's reconvene hmm do you guys think the dice is rigged hmm i wonder if there's a device somewhere yeah i, I know i get it it's going to be rigged i i saw it every time i picked one or the other it immediately flip flop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, it felt it felt a little bit more of a chore in that aspect of him Having to come up with the solutions for you and explain them to you every time. I like the variety of it. I just wish it was somehow—I don't know—put together a little, little smoother, a little nicer. And then that maybe it was just that Sai was there all the time. And even when he was explaining dumb stuff, I could look over and be like, "Oh yeah, all right."
0: You're <laughs> how, awesome, how you
1: doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> oh, Don't go up the elevator, no. Can't well, we? So, can't
0: you. we social stat? Can't we social stat? No, exactly. <laughs> I'm in love with Kawakami. Why can't you love me too? You know what I'm saying? I'm dating an older woman.
1: (laughs) You're not even real. You're, 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 you're a palace person. So it's not really
0: cheating. That's true. You know, that's very true. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So the palace itself was fine. The wheel seeds in this one were all right. I didn't really have any issue with them. And I struggle to remember this palace, to be honest with you, like on where Mm -hmm. the wheel seeds were, but I don't recall being upset or having a problem with these three
1: yeah i feel like this was a pretty simple one but i don't really remember this one very well either i think there was maybe one that i you know i just saw it on the map and i went okay i'll have to find a way over there eventually yeah i feel like this one was pretty straightforward but like you said i don't really remember it wasn't hard certainly otherwise i would have remembered that
0: yeah so i don't know so i can't really tell you too much about the wheel seed ones in this one couldn't have been that hard mm. because I would have a memory of it, just like I have a memory yeah. of one that's in a dungeon coming up. So, mm-hmm. But in this one, it seems like I don't, which means I must have found them all pretty darn easy. Yeah. Got to sign Ijima, and that boss fight is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I think it's a really great boss fight. And like I said, especially when she turns into her super mode and goes all crazy on you, gets all the guns, gets all this crazy barbarian thing going. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. A lot of fun, music's all crazy, and the tempo's up there. I smoked her though uh you know my my personas are just that badass. My wrong does she's a god and makes me a god, mm. so it's it was really easy, but I enjoyed the hell out of it,
1: yeah, that's the thing that kind of got me about the boss fight i you know she transformed I was like, hi, hey, heck, yeah, it's boss fight time. You do the little roulette wheel thing.' The two times that it spun for me, because I I smoked her too, Uh the two times that it spun it landed on like curse damage, which she shot at me, and I have Shikyoji who nulls curse. And then it went on physical damage, which she shot at me, and Shikyoji nulls physical. So I went, oh, her only attacks, she shot at me, I'm totally immune, and then I just went, wap whap, 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 you're dead. Mm -hmm. So it was... It was pretty disappointing, but at the same time, it is my fault for being so overpowered because this is where I started getting real OP just because of the mementos runs I had been doing. It didn't feel like I had done all that much, but it really started to ramp up at the end game for me. No bosses were hard going forward. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to, you know, but this, this one was where I really felt it because I was like, yeah, it's time for a big boss fight. And it went, you're dead. Oh, okay. Well. At least at least the af- at least after the boss fight is when stuff really starts going downhill and the story gets really really super serious.
0: What gets super serious after Sai Nijima goes down and you change her heart? Oh man, I don't remember, Matt. What <laughs> what could have happened? Hmm.
1: Hmm. You know what happened, Mr. Eric. It's the same thing that happened at the beginning of the game. What? You go, you grab the treasure, Joker goes busting out, all, all the security people are there, which again, it's a perfect seed plant, and I remember this from the first time I played through it, and I was glad it was here too. Because when you start the game, you play through this part where you're escaping the palace and Arsene, your first persona, is there and he's like, ha ha ha, here, we're going to do this at the beginning of the game. Let's kick some ass. And you do it and you're like, yeah, awesome, wicked. And then when you see him again, he goes, ha ha, you didn't think you'd see me again, but here I am. I'll see you again much later too. And then he's like, whoosh, gone. And then, oh, hey, in the middle of that all, Kasumi joins up. We forgot to mention the little mini dungeon where Kasumi learns how to do her, uh, how to get her persona and all that stuff because I can't remember where that's at. I uh, think it's right after Okamura.
0: I think it was too, yes, because then she, she says she's having issues. She goes off to that, uh, abandoned factory area and then.
1: Well, it's, it's the, it's under construction. It's yeah, the stadium the under construction. that's under construction.
0: And it, yeah, it was going to be a something or rather, the research facility, but, uh, you know, didn't pan out. Well, wow, spoiler, wow, wow, spoiler, wow, spoiler alert
1: on that one. So buddy.
0: anyways, she ends up in a dungeon. You and Morgana go, hey, we got to help her out. You go head over there. You jump in and you search through a bunch of weird levels, which I thought it looked like at the time... I was like, this is like some kind of Rapunzel dungeon. I thought it was like mm-hmm. golden hair, flowing locks, you know, coming down. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So I'm like, okay, it's mm. some weird Rapunzel tower. You're climbing the tower, jumping on the hair, getting up further and further up.
1: And that would have made sense too when we get to that in the next persona cast because obviously this one is yeah. Obviously, we're wrong. not
0: getting there tonight.
1: <laughs> but that totally would have made sense if they put it a certain way because he's trying to, you know, yeah, uh, you know and what that's,
0: I'm saying? That's yeah, exactly. I was like, huh, that's weird. And the way it ended up turning out was, also made sense. But uh-huh. at the same time, they could have played it any other way. Uh-huh. So, anyways <laughs> you only go in on like two or three rooms in. You find her. You do a whole cut scene. And then she basically just says, no, I don't want to be a Phantom Thief with you because I'm too busy trying to be do my own thing as Kasumi.
1: We talked about this off-air, but in the whole lead-up to – Persona 5 Royal coming out all the teases were yeah it's Kasumi and she has those abilities but she doesn't she doesn't agree with the Phantom Thieves and she doesn't join up and I was like who could not agree with us we're the best but her actual in-game reason of just hey you know as soon as you meet her she's like hey I'm in gymnastics I'm going for the big tournaments I'm gonna be the best in the world so hey here you want to come hang out with us I'm really super busy I got practice every day I can't do it but I'll be there if you need me for anything. Uh-huh. It makes a hundred percent sense. I was expecting her to be some kind of like, oh, I don't agree in stealing things, because you do see a little bit of that in one of her social interactions when you're out with a catchy. Uh-huh. So you do see it's part of that in her relation with a catchy. But even there, she doesn't say phantom thieves are wrong. She just thinks I think what they're doing is right, but maybe the methods a little a little off. But then when she finds out, hey, I love what you're doing. I just can't do it. It makes sense it gels it's it's perfect it's good.
0: Yeah, you know, we're on Kasumi mm-hmm. and I really wanted to talk to you about this and I didn't get a chance cuz you know, we're not at the same building anymore and everything. Mm-hmm. And I hate to do it here because it kind of enti- entails Kasumi's whole chain and line, but I got to ask. I got to ask. I feel, and we I'm going to spoilers. I'm just going to ask one simple question. It feels like they really really want you to go with Kasumi. Oh yeah. As a as a as a lover, you know, or interest at the end here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of scenes from bef- when you first meet her through this point and all the way up to the end where it feels like they're like, "No, seriously. This is who you're supposed to be with, Kasumi." Yeah. Is it just me or you you, you did you see that too like it hardcore felt like like I made all the wrong choices by not going with Kasumi?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. She feels like comparing it to another remaster that we saw recently. It feels like Rin in Catherine Fullbody. Like everything that Joker would want to do, like all the answers that he would, he would, he would say himself, she says all the time. Uh You know, everything that he expresses concerns about, she backs him up on. Everything she has concerns about are the same things that Joker and Morgana are going through. It, It feels like they're like, She's written to like you're fated to be together. You are these these partners, and this is you
0: two are the 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 two.
1: This is the connection you're supposed to have. Which yeah, which I hundred percent appreciate because she could have easily just been oh, it's just another character, kind of like Haru is to me. She comes too late and whatever. Mm -hmm. It could have she could have been the same thing. It's just oh yeah, she's here's another you know Arcana to hang out with, and she's kind of cool. But I like that you're you're kind of enmeshed to that extent.
0: So I agree with that, but my problem with it is, is it totally made everything really awkward because I, of course, I was going to stay faithful to Kylee.
1: Yeah, true. So
0: the decisions, you know, as my social stats went up with her over and over and her hangouts and stuff, it got more to that point where like this is like weird because it automatically starts putting you into like almost dating status with her. You're doing yeah. stuff with her and being very close to her, and then at the end of her social stat, like you literally got to break her heart. Like, right. it's straight yeah. up you are being not a nice person and screwing her over and it's like oh man i don't i don't want to do that i mean that sucks I really like you but i was trying to do my own thing
1: <laughs> it really is kind of weird because she is one of the only like possibly two that come out to like having feelings for you and the other ones are just kind of like hey <laughs> uh what is a. Uh- what does it mean when we're hanging out like this? You know, I like it, but haha, where she literally comes out and says, "Hey, I love you." And I'm like, "Ah, but but you're not my sexy doctor Takemi. Yeah. I'm sorry."
0: She 100% comes out and says, "I want to be with you." Period. Yeah. You know, and, and that was just like super like, "Oh, there's no way out of this one." I feel really terrible. Okay. Nope.
1: At the same time though, this is going to be a spoiler for when we talk about her character in the next persona cast yes i didn't feel bad at all because i didn't like her at that
0: point oh, and i can't wait to have this conversation with you because i was with you 100 and then i flipped <laughs> again i flipped again so oh, I, we'll man. talk about that then but i can't wait we, but that's for later that's for later we're not getting there tonight
1: <laughs> so the reason we got into kasumi super hard is because just like in the intro as you're escaping the casino this is where she comes in. You control her for all of like 15 seconds. You see her cool abilities. You see her cool persona. She has that cool intro cutscene of just, Hey, here I am. I'm wrecking all the shadows all around. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, senpai. Check you later. Get on out of here. I'm going to, I'm going to support you on the way out. And then that is where Joker jumps out the window. All the police get him. They rough him up. They throw him in the cell. This is the start of the game all over again. This is all the flash forward sequences that you've been having where you're talking to Sai in the cell. This is where it gets super serious, and I don't know if we want to save that for next time, or if we want to do a little bit of it now. I don't know, but this is my favorite part of this game. It's so good.
0: I love this part as well. I do, and I'm hesitant. I don't know, Matt. Maybe maybe just the, the gravity of the situation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because this this is where you get in the part, and Sai gets in that room with you, and mm. you got to answer. This is, this is where you figure out the ending of the game. All right? That's true. We can, up, we can talk about that part. Spot, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that. She asks you a bunch of questions, and you have to answer them in certain ways Mm -hmm. to get the different endings. So here's spoiler alert. If you're playing this, this is where you better pay close attention and realize what the Phantom Things is really all about, what your your friends mean to you, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you say the wrong thing here, you're going to get yourself a bad ending. So just make sure you're paying attention.
1: It is a very bad ending, too. I did it the first time I played the game just because... You know, it was such a climactic thing. I went, is this where I can pick the bad ending? And I went, yes, choose this to get it. It didn't tell me what it was. And I went, okay, I had a previous save, and I did it, and I watched it, and I was like, ooh, yeah, that's bad. But like you said, if you're paying attention to the game at all, it's really not that hard to get, you know, toward the path to the good ending. But at the same time, what I do appreciate is that all along your journey, she has been there with you. You know, in these in these flash forward segments, uh-huh. she's been there the whole game. You're in the original game. You were leveling her up all the time too.
0: Yeah, over the whole thing, you're leveling up, which was so confusing in this one. How mm-hmm. that wasn't happening? I kept waiting for it for some reason. It just didn't pop, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now because she trusts me more and more throughout the story, and kept leveling up.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate because it's at the same time, which trust is more valued she's learning along with you she knows everything that's happened so far she knows all the players she knows everything you've been doing and in the original game she's trusting you more and more so do you work with her because she is on the side of justice to some degree she might be flawed right now but then so are your friends so it's it's a really cool moment i appreciate the the heaviness of it especially because she asks like two or three times and you have you have time you have opportunity to slip up or change your mind, but it feels really good. Even just playing it again for the second time, I was like, nah, mm nope. Even though you know everything, and you've you said names and places and times and methods, I don't know that guy. I don't know her. Who's that? Never seen him nope. before. Great. Never, Felt good. Um,
0: yep. I love that moment because you know that's just you doing what you're supposed to be doing, making sure your bros mm-hmm. and whatnot are taken care of, got their back, and it all plays in later on to how everything goes down and the whole mm. like we said the double the double plot the double double scheme going on here. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful setup, and it's going to be told to you in the final Persona cast next time, not this time.
1: Maybe it'll be the final one. Maybe it'll be the pent ultimate. Oh episode. my god, I know because right? we got Cause the whole just, ending thing Nushito to go through.
0: And this, and then of course, Baruki, <laughs> and then the ending itself. It's uh-huh. crazy.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. But that's where we're ending this episode of the Persona Cast. Catch us next week for Third Shift proper. And hey, if you guys love Persona 5 Royal like we do, send us questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all, except for feedback that just says, just talk about Borderlands, asshole. Don't send me that, but send us anything else, literally, via email at thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at ThirdShiftME or find us on Facebook under ThirdShift.
0: Indeed, you can find us over there on that beautiful Facebook. You can also find us over on Patreon if you like what we're doing, like what you hear. Want to hear us continue talking about, of course, Borderlands, Gearbox, and, well, Persona 5 Royal, as you just Mm -hmm. heard in this particular episode, and many other games, like the game of the year, Ghost of Tsushima, (laughs) which Matt will be streaming this Friday, so make sure y'all are in there checking them out. It's a hot, brand new game. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Everybody wants to see it. Why not watch Matt play it over there Friday night? I'm Third Shift Me. You all know Whoa.
1: what you want to. Whoa, pause there, friend, because no. I got Friday off. So catch me
0: in the morning. <sighs> rise and oh,
1: shine with Ghost oh, of Tsushiba with me. Watch me be completely horrible at this brand new game. Watch the controls be all funky and I'll just be like, oh, uh, what? And I'll be like, try to slash, but instead I'll like draw a bow out and get tackled by a guy. I don't even know what's gonna happen. But twitch that TV slash third shift me, watch me on the seventeenth. It'll be crazy. And if it's past the seventeenth, while you're hearing this go to the Twitch Archive and watch it because it's going to be great. I'm going to be having a blast. I'm probably going to be doing real bad, but it's going to be a good time.
0: It is going to be a good time. And so if you're over there having a good time, watching him have a good time, hey, consider throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, a thousand bucks, any kind of bucks over on that Patreon. Helps us pay the bills, keep things up and running here at Third Shift. And maybe you've got an Amazon Prime. You can go give him while you're watching him that five dollar free Amazon Prime subscription because that's not even your money. That's Amazon's money. Oh yeah, you don't even got to worry about it. And it pays us and helps us, like I said, keep everything going. Anything, all things, very, very helpful. If you can't do uh, financial stuff, hey, we always tell you mailbag questions, comments, five star ratings over on the iTunes, Facebook, you know, likes, and all the the Twitter hearts and all the things. Any interaction is fantastic interaction. So, consider it. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. And consider listening to the very next episode, which will probably be very heavily Gearbox themed unless they gave us nothing to talk about, in which case it will be another cast. But check out episode 203, which will be out by the 24th of July. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. Please give us that five-star review. It makes us go further up in the ratings.
1: And with that, there's nothing else to say but...
0: Don't forget (laughs) to say... Don't forget to say... Shut
1: up and sit down.